Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. While murder carries a mandatory life sentence in Ireland, in practice, offenders can often serve much less than that. And as you just heard on the bulletin there, today the Justice Minister, Helen McEntee, is presenting a range of proposals to Cabinet, including the idea that judges can set what the minimum sentence without parole. Up until last year, offenders could serve just seven years before being, uh, before being considered to parole, though that was increased to 12 years. It's an issue that obviously can profoundly affect the families of people who have been killed. Among them Kathleen Cheda. In 2013 her two sons were murdered by the father Sanjeev. Kathleen, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Sean. Uh, now you you and others have been campaigning uh, on, on mm-hmm. this issue for, for quite some time uh, and were, were you always told it was possible or were you thought it was too complicated to bring into being? We were told originally that it was um, it was it was impossible, um, and that it was well highly unlikely as opposed to impossible. I suppose everything is possible, uh, but that it was highly unlikely that it would have to be a constitutional change, and therefore not something that was going to be likely. Um, it, that, in fairness, didn't make sense to us. We know that um, you know there is provision in the constitution if there's a, a capital murder so for example a, a, a prison officer or, or a guard in the line of duty so you know and there's a I think the, the, the sentence there is 40 minimum of 40 years so it, it is there um, it, and it's a you know it's something that's in a lot of other jurisdictions um, you know the UK for example in mm. Australia so we know it, it you know it is possible um, and, and it's funny for us the, the concept seems very simple which it, it's, it, it's just allowing the judge, which is pretty much what the headline is saying today, giving the, the judge uh, discretion to, to set a minimum tariff uh, before consideration for parole. So um, it's, it's very welcome news this morning. Um, I, I know that, uh, you know, the, the changes within the justice system uh, you take some time, but this is, for me, both personally and within the group, is is a very welcome um, uh, headline today because it means that progress is being made. Um, my fear, as it was a couple of months ago when it was announced, was that it was you know that it was just an announcement and that it was just a headline. But mm. actually, um, there is work going on in the background, which is is always welcome. Uh, because I imagine uh, part of uh, the personal impact on, on you and other people um, in this regard is that. When somebody's up for parole, the, the, you know, the, the prospect of that person being back out in the world again and not having that much control over that. And exactly. I mean, the, the reality, you know, I suppose two years ago, we very much welcome, welcomed, or last year, actually, sorry, only a year ago, uh, we very much welcomed, you know, the, the new uh, Parole Act being, being actually um, put into place so that there's a new parole board there's a you know there's a lot of work that's been gone on in regards to that and that has effective amongst other things has taken uh, the option to apply for parole from seven years to 12 years mm-hmm. um so there is a there's you know that was great and there's a comfort in that i look at it and i put myself back to um almost eight years ago now when we were you know just about starting the the, the trial the trial was in um, October of, of 2014 so you know if the judge in that at that time was in a position to have said you know sentencing to two life sentences which is what he did they 
Serving, you know, there's really just the one, uh, in my view. Um, But if he had been in a position to say to serve a minimum of X number of years um, before consideration for parole, the comfort that, as I look back on that, I know what comfort that would bring. And that, in in part, is why SAVE, um, the group that I'm involved in, came about. Because that's what we all want. You know, seven years at the time comes around very, very quickly. Um, I know, you know, I welcomed when it got changed from seven to 12 years, but I'm now nine years down and the line. And I know that within the next two years, that process is going to start again. Um, Where I... the same for all families of, of victims um, where there's a murder conviction because you're, you're waiting constantly. You're, you're very aware that in one year, in two years, in five years, it's always coming. And when that first parole hearing happens, you've then got... I'm very confident that, um, that he will not get out at 12 years. I'm very, very confident. He probably won't get out at 14 or 16 years. Mm. But that confidence goes when it comes to 18 years, 19, 20 years. Um, My hope is, in my case, that he stays in for 25. I don't know why I have that figure in my mind, but I've always kind of had that. I feel there's some justice in that. But that's the thing. You're you're constantly looking forward. At those parole hearings... Like, mm-hmm. if he's up for a parole hearing in two or three years' time, are you informed of that in advance? Yes. Yes, yeah. I would be. Um, and I am invited to make a submission. Um, in Again, in my particular case, there was an application made um, two years ago at seven years because it wasn't heard by the old parole board. It, it, he, he then got pushed under the, the new um, legislation, so it, it pushes it to the 12 years. But I had to make a submission at that point. Um, uh, and I was, very <laughs> uh, I, I was probably quite scathing in, in the submission that I made because I felt it was a um, well, I, I think it was you know, it was it was disgusting that I had to make a, mm. a submission in the first place. Um, and I was very angry about it. Um, and I, to me, you know, it should be obvious. Uh, why why was I making a written submission that was, um, you know, and, and I had to be somewhat careful about what I was writing because yeah. it was going to be read by him and his team. That has changed in the new Parole Act. So I am now, uh, when the time comes again, I will be in a position where I can actually sit down with members of the Parole Board and address them directly. Um, nice. And that, that, to me, that, that again is 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 huge um not everybody in my position would want to do that and that's fine but at least give us the the option so for me to be able to sit down face to face with somebody who is making a decision on somebody else's life granted but that is going to directly affect me at least i'm involved in that process yeah which i wasn't up until now and parole boards at these hearings what are they taking into account is is it just about good behavior in prison or or the lack of it or they taken into account that, so you and other people yeah. so they they do take well they, they you know it has been to, i've been told they do take into consideration um the the families of victims if you like or submissions that are made on behalf of the victim um but at the end of the day when it gets to you know 12 14 16 years uh, you know it it it's very hard for 
the families of victims to um, to get sort of to, to make those submissions and to, to be involved. Um, and personally, I think there's a limited amount of consideration made for that because I, for, I, I believe to a certain extent that, you know, decisions are made. If somebody's coming up to that point, um, then there's all sorts of submissions been looked for. There's submissions from the Gardaí, there's submissions from, you know, sort of the psychologists within the prison service themselves. There's, there's a lot of uh, um, submissions as, as part that would form part of a decision. Um, I suppose the, I, my understanding is what they're looking for ultimately is, you know, is society safe? Mm-hmm. Um, from this person, if this person is is um, given parole, is society safe? And you know, I've been told numerous times that you know, Sanj will never get, you know, he'll never be free. He'll always be serving his sentence. But I don't believe if you're out on license that you're serving the real sentence. Yeah, you know, you, you you're just not. If you're if you're not inside the prison walls, you're not serving a sentence. Um, so, you know, to to have to think about that at seven years as was at 12 years now is too soon and I think for for the families of victims as you sit in that courtroom where a judge is making a decision based on the crime that was committed not on was there good behavior has he or she engaged in the in the you know sort of the 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 services available to them within prison all of those things that should come later yeah so I I think set the, the, the sentence and the decisions for the crime that was committed. Mm. And then everything else can, can come in after that. Um, and, you know, if the, the reality is I probably, if that had been the case for me eight years ago, I probably wouldn't be talking to you now. I probably wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't have had a need to, if you like, to, to, to see change happen because I would know at this point that I had another, say, you know, 10, four, whatever number of years before I'd have to even think about it. Mm. Um, and I know the comfort that that would bring, and, yeah. and you know, or would have potentially brought. So I know what it will be for other families um, that are going to be similarly affected, because unfortunately, that it will happen. There yeah. are families out there. There are families currently waiting for um, court cases um, that are, are similarly affected. Um, and, you know, I know the comfort that something like this would bring um, to the families of victims. Because uh, I imagine, though, it, you know, once the, the, the 12 years has passed and you're in the window of having um, a, a parole hearing and then maybe another one in another couple of years, you, you're just kind of re-traumatised. Well, for you, it must be kind of somewhat yeah. re-traumatising every time to have to go through it all again. And it is. And look, I, you know, for me, there's a focus on this. So I, I want this to change. I want the justice system to change. Um, so there's a, an element of, and I've been very lucky in the support that I've, I've had, um, you know, and, and on a personal level to, I suppose, give me the, the, the strength and the tools to, to do this and to talk um, uh, about this but not everybody is, is going to be able to or want to do that and mm-hmm. you know so for me there is there's an energy that comes with having to do this that I would be better served you know in, in other aspects of my life and, yeah. uh, and that's the part you know 
like change comes about when 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 the likes of of myself and others will say with and save or or others you know uh, fight i suppose or 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 put it up there there's there's, there's got to be an appetite for change so i know that that's important um but we shouldn't have to yes we just shouldn't have to wish i shouldn't have to be talking you know to you to this morning it should should just happen um now i will say i think you know in fairness to helen mcintee i think she is um you know she has brought a lot about in the last couple of years um i i know that you know it's got to go through the I suppose the political side of things, if you like, to to gain any traction and for change to happen. But I do believe that there's cross-party um, support for something like this. You know, I've spoken yeah. to a number of of um, uh, you know department uh, officials and and um, TDs in regards to this, and and I have to say, there's I've not met anybody yet who's argued against anything that we've been been wishing for and, and proposing so you know in, in fairness but i do i i will say fair play to to you know minister mcintee because she has she has ta- you know uh taken the, the mantle on this and is is running with it so i mm. i would be confident um that change will happen yes but it's going to take time it's yeah. not that in the next six 12 months that judges are suddenly going to have the powers unfortunately yeah that, those things um, always take a little time as the years have gone by for you kathleen have yeah. things improved a bit given that you've you know you've had i suppose causes to campaign for that kind of thing yeah oh well the big win i suppose was the parole act um, you know, when that came into be. So for me, absolutely. And also what I do think is is awareness is there. You know, so there is a, a greater awareness. Um, it's not just a headline, if you like. Mm. Um, you know, and, and we come across these, unfortunately, the, the, it's, you know, it's in the news on a regular basis. Um, not always you know, young children, but, but you know, women. Uh, there are, you know, there's a lot of uh, violence against women and children, which is what I, I suppose I focus on and I campaign mm. against. Um, but uh, so there is a huge focus and we know what the um, pandemic uh, has brought to the fore. So, you know, that I, I think that is, is huge because that's where, again, change will happen. So when we look forward to that, um, I know in 2019 there was a study commissioned by um, Minister Flanagan at the time um, on familicide and domestic homicide reviews. I know that you know we're looking forward to the the report on that being published quite soon. I know it's with the minister at the moment, so. Um, uh, bless her. I, my own TD locally is uh, Jennifer Moraine is is, is mm. inundated with with calls for me to to see where that's at and what's happening with it. So um, you know, it's progress is being made, and we know that's there. But that needs to continue. Yeah. You know, it's important that you know that that that, that the I suppose that that victims like myself, are, are seen as, as credible, not just a sympathy figure, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, so for indeed. me, that has changed. That has definitely changed. You know, the, there was a sense maybe when I, the, the first, um, I think it was within the one of the, the, the departments that I 
um, met with, um, you know, you, you kind of felt, yeah, they heard you, they're very sympathetic, but, you know, they shook your hand out the door and, and that was it. Whereas now I feel change is happening and we're being listened to. Um, and I've always said it, if you put the victim at the center of all of this and the families of victims at the center and you bring everything out from that, so if you become more victim-centric, the justice system will become fair over time. Yeah, well, that's that's, that's a very so. simple way of putting it. Kathleen, yeah. thank you so much for uh, speaking with us today. Uh, very best wishes to you. That's Kathleen Chada there. You are listening to the Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break after that. How to emigrate? Moncrief brought to you by Avant Money. Think of getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at two p.m. On News Talk.